Hey Faith Church, I'm Claire Kingsley and it's Go Time. We're releasing podcast interviews with our missionaries prior to their Go Time weekend. This will allow you to catch up with them before you see them at an event. The purpose of our podcast is to meet the missionaries and hear what they're up to. They will also share a few ways you can be partnering with them in prayer. I encourage you to take the time to pray for each missionary as the episode ends. Today's episode features our missionary, Lisa Meharry. In the last few years, Lisa relocated to the Indianapolis area from Orlando, and she has partnered with Wycliffe Bible Translation. Her go time weekend is July 14th through the 16th. Check out faithchurchindy.com slash go time for her schedule of events. Here's my conversation with Lisa. Hey, Lisa, you're with us today, and um, you've got your go time weekend coming up soon. Um, and this is kind of round two-ish. We've kind of done this a little bit before. And so we should be like, this should be a well-seasoned podcast and require no editing on my part, right? (laughs) So not. (laughs) Um, Okay. So Lisa, for those um, who don't know you at Faith, would you just introduce yourself to us? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thank you, Claire. So uh, and what you're referring to, of course, is in December, there was a podcast released that had a whole lot of my life story in it. So uh, if you've heard that, then uh, you're up to speed. And if not, here's kind of the Reader's Digest version. I yeah. uh, grew up in Brownsburg and uh, had a, a family who went to church beginning when I was in elementary school. And I came to Jesus in elementary school. Very thankful for that. And growing up in a place where I had lots of good teaching around me. Went off to school at Cedarville, then college, now Cedarville University, graduated with a music degree and went into Christian school teaching. I did that from whatever it was, 83-ish to uh, really to 1999. Well, no, I guess 2001. Let's go there. Um, Because God had opened the door for me to be a part of Faith Church in 99. That's where the 99 part came in. And I I got to the point where in my school teaching, I really felt like the Lord was leading me to step away from teaching and a door opened in the church offices. I became, uh, was working with the adult choir and with the media things when it was a very simple time. And then I was also became the missions assistant for the current missions pastor. So loved that part and I loved working at Faith Church and did a, a variety of different things within the office context, just depending on what the needs were in that yeah. season. Uh, until I uh, got to 2009 when I was taking my fourth, fifth short-term trip, fifth short-term trip into Ukraine. And the Lord opened the door there for me to consider missions. So it was uh, a, a neat opportunity. Uh, the whole vocational ministry thing, in some ways, I feel like I've almost always been in vocational ministry. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when Steve Wooden in 2009 said, hey, why don't you come to Ukraine and be our business administrator? Then uh, it was something I knew that I did, needed to at least investigate. Well, God closed the doors really for that opportunity and instead opened the doors, began opening the doors for Wycliffe Bible translators. Mm-hmm. So a part of how I had discovered Wycliffe was through Ruth Hubbard, who was currently working with Wycliffe. Uh, I had also been really acquainted with Jeff and Peg Shrum as they had been coming sure. in and out and been listening to and uh, reading more about what they were doing in Mozambique. And so it was really, um, it was interesting for me then to begin to know more about Wycliffe and begin to see that really the vision of Wycliffe Bible Translators is one that I could resonate with. 
Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, like I said, like you said, the um, prompt to vocational ministry, it wasn't like this drastic jump or huge dramatic change. It just felt like a natural step for you, right? In, in so many ways, God has just always opened the next door one at mm-hmm. a time for me and allowed me to see it usually with very little transition time, uh, whether it was from school teaching at a church ministry, very little transition time there, or from church ministry into missions, same routine. God opened the door and had all the pieces already in place. Uh, I was at the place where I was completely financially unencumbered, had just sold a house and not purchased the new one yet. Um, so it was a perfect time for me to step away and make a change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you're partnered with Wycliffe. What's your role and um, what does a normal day look like for you in ministry? Great question. Well, Wycliffe is a Bible translation organization. So there are lots of people who are doing language related or translation related roles, but I work with human resources. So I'm doing background kinds of things. Um, People like to think about the Air Force. Uh, When they think of the Air Force, they think about pilots and pilots really only make up 4% of Air Force personnel. It takes the Mm other 96% to keep the planes in the air. And it's not quite that big of a ratio when it comes to Bible translation, but there are some who work specifically with translation, and there are others who do background ministries and background roles that keep the translators able to focus on the thing that only they can do. So my role, human resources, I have two different half-time jobs. One of them is providing member care for people who live in the United States. Uh, We're estimating that there are roughly 1,000 people with Wycliffe. Out of the 3,000 Wycliffe USA personnel, almost 1,000 of them at any given point in time are in the United States and not connected with anyone else who's doing member care for them. Uh, So that's a whole long thing I could explain more. But uh, our goal is to just to care for these folks, to give them a connection point with the organization, to answer questions and uh, be a resource for them, and also then to celebrate them, to just Mm -hmm. once in a while be able to say, hey, thank you for what you're doing for the organization. What you do matters. And that's fun. Uh, The other halftime role that I have is with uh, a team called Member Finance. And what that means is I work with all of the newbies that come into the organization who will be living in the United States. There's another gal who works with all the newbies who are going to be living overseas. And our goal is to provide them information and resources about how the finance stuffs work, how finance things work in the organization. Um, how does how the money how does the money come in? How does the money come to them? What do they need to do? How do they set their budget? All those kinds of things. Just how does the the financial package work. And uh, that's been really good. Uh, The other thing that I do for that team, the member finance team, is I've taken on a number of the non-accounting related tasks. Uh, The reason that's a little bit humorous to me is because when I was at Faith and doing the business administrator stuff, I did everything except the finances. And here I am again, doing all of the little things except the finances. But that allows the rest of my team who are highly skilled accountants to do what they need to do. Uh, and I can pick up the other tasks. So yeah. um, in doing that, I, I end up talking with people who tend to sometimes be at a crisis point uh, or we're emailing back and forth with people from all over the world, literally. Uh, at, and so I have opportunity to be aware of and to pray for needs that maybe a lot of people don't know about other than maybe some of the partners for that specific missionary couple. So that's been a, a real interesting joy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Lisa, you have mentioned in our previous conversations that you've just felt like 
the way that God has wired you has always been preparing you for like the next right thing. Right. And to the point where in every conversation, it seems like you make faithfulness look easy. Like if only I could have the heart of faithfulness of Lisa. Um, and so can you tell us like, when has faithfulness been difficult for you to take that next right step? Um, and, and then like, what has come of it, you know, since like you've taken this leap of faith and then, and then what? Wow. Those are great questions. Um, all I can say is if faithfulness ever looks easy, it's only because God has such a track record of being faithful in my own life mm -hmm. uh, that he's always put the right pieces in place for me to be able to do the next thing. Uh, when I think about from the, the career step of uh, during my teaching, even um, the very first teaching job I got was in a little tiny school in Kansas because God had put the right pieces in place for me to do that. Back up even before that, me getting my master's study was because God gave me the right information at the right time to be able to apply for a teaching assistantship. And it literally was just a matter of for me to say to them, I really would like this assistantship, but if you don't offer it to me, I'm going to go teach in California. <laughs> so uh, it, God's always just set the next thing in front of me and made it really, really clear and really, really obvious. And it was exactly the same with Wycliffe. Um, so many circumstantial things that God put into place that were just, um, just amazing, I guess. So uh, hard. Um, it was not easy for me to take the step to come back to Indiana in May of 21, uh, because I had had a role I really, truly enjoyed in Orlando, um, for the 11 years prior to that, working with the orientation team, great mm -hmm. job, great people that I worked with. And yet, truly, even that, uh, not only did I know I wanted to come back here and spend time with mom, and at the same time, God had rearranged, there'd been an internal reorganization at Wycliffe, which meant the role I had had, the team I had worked with, was not going to be the same. It had all changed around me. So <laughs> in some ways, even though that was a more challenging step to take, it really was the only choice. And in the meantime, the role God has opened for me with both the member care and with the member finance team, have they've been great. I've met a whole different cross-section of people and had opportunities to serve in different ways. It's been a great brain challenge and, um, and uh, it's fit really, really well with this last season of my life too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're in this background support role. What's that like? How does it... Do you ever feel um, like unseen or unappreciated? Uh, the teams I work with are great. A part of that is the, the supervisors that I have. Oh my goodness. Um, they're both very, very gifted, uh, not only with what it is they're skilled to do, but they're also gifted at managing people, uh, which means I feel very appreciated and very connected uh, with them as a team. And uh, I guess I've always, and maybe that's a part of understanding the vision of Wycliffe. Uh, the vision of Wycliffe is that, that people be transformed by the word of God, but it has to be accessible to them in a language they understand first. And so I've always understood that's the larger goal of the organization and that no matter what my role is within it, it contributes to the larger goal of the organization. Mm -hmm. And so what I get to be a part of, what those who 
pray for my ministry, what those who have given toward my Wycliffe ministry, they're all a part of watching God transform lives of people. And that's what we're a part of. And so that, that part, I guess, has always been easy for me to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can tell you are so um, confident in your role doing this, um, these ordinary tasks, right? This, these um, behind the scenes tasks, because you're confident that in how they contribute to the whole mission. And the mission is like the ultimate win for the Lord and the mission, like the win for the organization is dependent on you, but it's also dependent on you having perspective, right? Of that you contribute to this whole and the whole is worth it. And that motivates you in these small unseen areas or these small tasks, right? Well, and it's it was no different at Faith when I was doing business administrator things. It's that, yes, if all the right equipment's in the right place and if the heating and air conditioning are functioning as they should, then all the rest of the ministry gets to take place. Otherwise, that's all hindered. And so that's that's the good part of the those of us in secondary or support or background roles is the things we do free other people up to do what only they can do. And that's, that's a gift. Yeah. And it is a really humble attitude as well, Lisa, like that you are, um, you're very humble in that. All right. So Lisa, tell me what's that been doing in your ministry? Um, tell us some stories or what's been going on in Wycliffe in general, that would just prompt us to praise the Lord of what he's doing. Wycliffe in general, it is amazing now. Uh, there have been times in the 80 plus year history of the organization when there will pe- were people who would be one couple who would work with one language for one lifetime and they would be able to help people access the word of God in a language that they understood. And that process is still going on in some isolated pe- places around the world. But more than that, uh, Wycliffe USA right now is working in over 57 countries More than 3,000 people just in Wycliffe, USA, not counting the other Bible translation organizations around the world. Uh, More and more, there are emerging new models of how to do Bible translation. And Wycliffe, through global partnerships, is working more and more in countries like Nigeria, where there are strong local churches and people who have an understanding and awareness that they can help translate the Bible for minority languages in Nigeria. So this is Nigerians doing the work and Wycliffe USA and other translation organizations from around the world coming alongside to help with resources, be that people or information or funding. And so more and more that's happening so that in the last year, Wycliffe USA was a part of touching base with more than 500 new languages. It's 600 for next year. That's what the, what the prayer is, what the goal is. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Um, And so you are all, you're a part of that puzzle and you are, you get also the privilege of being in the role that you are in. You get to kind of see it happening all over, right? You're not just seeing it happen in one place. I do. I, it, my specific role and how it's touched folks. We had one couple uh, who was preparing to move from one location to another and they had been able to get a new vehicle for their family. And because they were moving countries, they packed everything they owned from country A into this new vehicle and were having it transported by a car hauler to country B. And the car hauler was involved in an accident. And so everything they owned, including the new vehicle, was trashed. 
But providentially, here's where I get to watch God all the time. God provides, Jeremiah said, before you call, I will answer. That's exactly how God had done it. So that their partnership team had already provided access for their budget. It was sitting in a reserve account, which I get to help with those releases from that account when there's an appropriate reason to release funds. And we were able to get funds to them in a matter of about three days, which was fabulous to just watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's one of those, again, where I become aware of a need that we can't share publicly, but that God has already provided for. And I get to watch him provide in those kinds of ways. So that was was amazing. Uh, Another more than one person who's needing to come from an overseas assignment to a stateside location because of a medical diagnosis, that's going to be hugely challenging for them. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. God has provided through their partnership team already so that their funds waiting for them in reserve outside of what their normal budget would have been because this whole life for them is about to be outside their normal budget. Mm-hmm. And yet God has provided and I get to see that happen. So that's an amazing mm-hmm. thing. You know, earlier you said that faithfulness maybe it looks easy be, um, because of the track record of faithfulness in your own story. Do these other stories of faith, God's faith, faithfulness to others that you get to witness also kind of bolster that? How does that work and encourage your own faith? Oh, sure. It's just, it's just like when the Israelites came out of the river and Joshua said, go back and pick up stones because we're going to build this monument here. Mm-hmm. And this monument will be the thing that reminds us that God is always faithful. And that's, that's exactly what I get to see. You know, I've seen it in my own, in my own ministry, God has provided uh, over the course of the last 13 years, there have been budget increases. And when I look back every single time before the increase came, giving had been above what it needed to be for the previous budget. And it was always kind of interesting to me. And then all of a sudden, boom, here comes the new increase and we're almost there already. And so Mm -hmm. God has done that on more than one occasion over the last 13 years. That's just amazing. It's just a real gift to to watch that because I, I will say it is, though I had been in Christian ministry prior to coming to Wycliffe, yeah. I was always in the kind of Christian ministry where there was a predictable amount that was going to come at a predictable time. Mm-hmm. And it this being more dependent on the generosity of churches and individuals is different because our income can be variable, but yes. God is faithful. And I've watched that faithfully. Yeah. Didn't um, someone say to you when you were considering transitioning, didn't they say, Lisa, are you, what what did they say? Are you depending on? Did I trust God more for my salary before? You know, did I trust the faith church more than I'm trusting God now? Yeah. Uh, So you trust an employer more than you trust God, right? To follow through. Exactly. Yes. And and yet that's what I'm watching too. Uh, I can say that almost two thirds of the financial partnership team that's been surrounding me these last 13 years are people from faith church. And that's a gift. That's a total gift. And that's, that's why it made it really easy then. Uh, another part of the, okay, it was a challenge to come here in May of 21, and yet it wasn't. It was a place where I already had deep relationships because, again, God had gone before me and prepared the way. So yeah. that's a gift. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we've talked about what's brought you here, um, the 11 years in Orlando and then the move. And now you're kind of finding a new normal here in Indianapolis. Tell us what the next five years bring for you, Lisa. Wow. Um, soon as you know, let me, why don't you tell me? (laughs) Well, you know, there are just so many things that I don't think any of us anticipate, um, somebody said, you know, if God would show us the whole story at first, we'd never take the first step. Um, and yet 
what I anticipate, Lord willing, as best I can know these things, is a part of me coming back to Indianapolis is this is where my family is. And I am, say that loud, 65 years old. So it's a good time for me to be in a place where my family and I can reconnect. Uh, my family's always been encouraging and been supportive of me no matter where I've been. And they've been very supportive of me being a part of Wycliffe too. Mm-hmm. So, but um, what I anticipate is that I will work until I'm 70 with Wycliffe full time. That's mm-hmm. the the anticipation right now. And after 70, what comes next? You know, at that point, likely not working full time, but I can tell you that particularly the member finance team that I'm a part of, there are five of them well into their 70s and still working significant hours for Wycliffe as skilled accountants with huge organizational experience and information. So uh, is that a possibility? Maybe. I know there have been times when there have been needs for volunteers in Faith's office. That was always a blast, working in the office at Faith and getting to meet everybody who comes into the building. Why Mm -hmm. would I not want to also do that? So who knows? Yeah. That's that's the best I know, the best I can tell from this point in time. Yeah. So um, what do you need from your faith church family at this point? Can you talk about finances and prayer requests? Absolutely. So uh, God has always, over these last 13 years, had me to a point where I was essentially fully funded. And part of that is, as I looked over the last 13 years, there were 33 different people who were a part of my financial partnership team or prayer partnership team whom God has taken to heaven. And yet in those places, people have been raised up and filled in gaps almost before gaps existed. So I I would invite anyone who has a heart for Bible translation, if, uh, if more funds come in than I need for salary, Wycliffe will hold them in reserve to a time that I do need them. Mm-hmm. So though I'm fully funded, I'd never discourage anyone from giving if that's what God has called you to do. Uh, Prayer-wise, I would, I am completely dependent on the prayers of God's people. I can tell you that already. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, I don't know, I'm sure, when people are praying on my behalf. But my goal is to always make sure that people are updated a minimum of once a month as to what's going on and how they can pray specifically in the last year and a half. As I walked through mom's end of life journey, the number of people who were praying and encouraging and connecting with me was just huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's been the other part of it. It's just my ability and my opportunity to be a part of faith church and get into normal body life again with faith. That's been a real joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, uh, there have been some changes among the congregation in the last 11, 12 years as I was gone. And so getting to know folks who are new to the organization and uh, uh, just living life uh, together. That's a a real joy. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're happy to have you back in. I like seeing you on a Sunday and um, you bring, um, you contribute so much to our body as well. So we're glad to have you back. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Um, All right. So Lisa, if someone were to join your team or just someone's listening to this podcast, what's one thing about your ministry that you'd want them to know? I would want them to know that um, th- that my goal is to be faithful, as I said, because God has been so faithful to me, and that together we do make a difference. Uh, we do make a difference. Uh, I've heard a number of 
times in the past, uh, only do what only you can do. And uh, for me, there are some things that are clear limitations for me. And for other people, it may be that, wow, the thing I can do most effectively right now is pray. Uh, I'm loving getting to know more closely the ladies who pray on Tuesday mornings twice a month. Mm -hmm. I'm loving getting to pray on Wednesday nights with the people who pray on Wednesday nights. And there are some of those people that that is their primary ministry at this stage in their lives. Praise God for you. I love that. So, um, yeah, the, to do the thing God has called you to do and to do it without hesitation. That's what we get to do together, just where God has put us. Mm -hmm. And that kind of is a great segue into your seminar that we're going to be able to hear. It's going to be on Sunday night and people can join in over the live stream link, the same link that we use on Sunday mornings. It's available that way, or they can join you in person. And so just give us a little preview of what you're going to talk about in your seminar. Uh, the little preview, uh, if you've never considered whether or not the thing God has wired you to do is something God could use in missions, oh man, come see us. Uh, because that's that's really one of the goals is that Acts 17 says God puts each person where he's supposed to be so that we might best seek him. I think that also includes God putting us in places where we're supposed to be so that we could also best serve him. Mm -hmm. uh, for some people, that is in the marketplace. And for other people, that's in ministry. And it may be for more people in ministry than have ever considered it. And sure. that's what we're going to talk about, the ministry of the ordinary. Great. Thank you, Lisa. We're looking forward to it and we're looking forward to um, getting to know you better, meeting you maybe for the first time um, and connecting with you. And I know you're looking forward to connect with your longtime, you know, prayer and financial supporters, but as well as just like meeting the new people, because like you said, it's almost like you're starting over at faith. A lot has changed in the last 11 years and, um, and you're back and you you want to re-engage. And so I just would like to reiterate, you would love for people to come up and to meet you, talk with you. You'll be available on Sunday mornings in between services and at services, just to, for that exact purpose is just to connect, right? Exactly. Then Tuesday evening, the uh, we will be holding a prayer meeting slash report slash Q&A, anything you'd care for there. Uh, we'd love to have you join us there too. Yes. And so if you would like um, to get to know Lisa better um, and you're I mean, aside from, of course, talking to her in real life, because that would be the best way. Um, the podcast that we mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, that is a Women of Faith podcast interview with Lisa and Jenny. And it's available through like the Women of Faith podcast channel, or you can find it on the app and they can get to know you a little bit better personally. Um, not that we can separate you from your ministry because they are one and the same, but it is a little bit more just get to know Lisa um, and maybe not as focused on Wycliffe and, and your work in Wycliffe, right? Yes. Awesome. Okay. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for your time today. We Thank appreciate you, it so much. I appreciate it, Claire. Thank you for the opportunity.